quite and a job. How is Seattle? It's a little dreary there. It is. It rains almost every day. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's almost like the complete opposite of here. You know, yeah. it's uh, sunshine. sunshine. It was gloomy. I mean, gloomy. I like living there, don't get me wrong, but it definitely, it was gloomy would be the word I would yeah. use. So I was happy to come home um, after my timeshare job up there ended. And then um, started working here in town in another grooming salon. Uh, kind of um, just, you know, it was like one of those things where I was like, what am I going to do? I worked at another sales job for a while. Kind of figured out that sales was not something I really wanted to pursue long term. So I was like, let's go to what, you know, I know what I enjoy is so what's worth with working with dogs. So um, I ended up working here in town again. I've been grooming stock for another couple of years, got a lot more experience. Uh, when I was working there, there was, um, I noticed a really big demand, I would say, for people looking for someone to watch their dogs, particularly when they go out of town. Um, that was like the number one question I, would have, I was asked because I kind of would do it part-time when I was working full-time at the grooming salon. And um, that, again, every time I walked my dogs around the fountain, I would be, do you know anybody? And I was like, you know what? You know, I could be that somebody, you know? And uh, so that's really when my motor, you know, motors in my head started running thinking that, you know, this could be a business, especially in this town, there's a need for it. Um, I have a lot of experience with dogs and, you know, bring my personality with it. I think it could be really successful. And uh, so far, um, it's been, you know, it's gone a lot better than expected, for sure. Um, so it was really just like, again, kind of on the whim thing. I'm like, one day I kind of woke up one morning, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. And I'm gonna do it, you know, and make it a career. And um, yeah, that was, I think, uh, these one, one morning, December, 2021. And then, you know, it was January, I think it was first or second week of January, I was in here uh, talking to Kristen Milosowski about uh, how the chamber works and all that and how I got to get signed up and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. I know it's much less, I, I have dogs too, and other than a pet sitter, your only option is boarding, which I personally won't do. Sure. Um, it's very stressful on animals. Absolutely. Um, even taking them to someone else's home, you know, I would, I, I was fortunate until my mom passed, I would just take my, my dog to my mom's, but she knew her and that was fine. But it's much less stressful to have someone come and be in the home with your pet. You, um, you don't have to take them somewhere else and you definitely don't have to take them and have them put in a kennel, um, anything like that. It's yeah. it's definitely an ideal situation. It sure is, you, it is. And you bring up some great points. Um, it's part of the reason that um, I wanted to do this as well because uh, we had, uh, when I had uh, my dog, he's actually a French dog, a bulldog named Bo. Um, he lives in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina now. Um, so I just see him through FaceTime and stuff oh. now. But we boarded him when he was very young and um, left him for about a week. But um, when he came back, a, a totally different dog. Um, he lost probably, I would say, five, seven pounds. Um, just really lethargic. You could tell that it took a lot out of him and he wasn't happy to be there. And, you know, we agreed as a family, we're never going to board our dog again. Yeah. Um, and exactly what you said before, when they're at home, they're somewhere that they're familiar with, comfortable surroundings, um, especially like if what I always tell my new clients, I'm going to follow your routine, yes. your daily routine, exactly the T. The, you know, because it's bad enough that you're leaving, you know, them, yeah. and they're, they're upset and you're leaving and, you know, not. So we're going to make this as easy as possible for them. 
and try to stick as close to routine as possible so that they feel more comfortable that way. It's not so much as a shock to their system. Yes, especially very young dogs or mm -hmm. older exactly. animals. Um, yep. They just don't handle it quite as well. And, and some dogs, regardless of age, um, cats are another one. They just mm -hmm. don't do well outside of their environment um, on a whole. It's, Absolutely. it's just better that they're cared for in their home. Sure. I mean, I, I mean, I can't, you know, speak for the dogs or cats, but I mean, I would think you drop them off somewhere like that. It's like, I mean, that I just get, you know, abandoned. Yes. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, pets I've found, you know, somebody that's had anxiety in the past, whatnot, pets, you know, are just like us uh, when it comes to anxiety, um, mental health even. I mean, so it's like, you know, you have to keep be cognizant of that. And then I don't know about you, but then I can't have fun on vacation if I'm worrying about my <laughs> oh, animal. I'm the same way. We had um, a really nice friend of ours that was really trying to help, but just wasn't able to come often enough to sure. um, for Pepper, who's used to somebody being home at all times, my dog. Uh -huh. So we did have um, like this two week vacation and half the time I was thinking, oh my gosh, I hope she's okay. Yes, and I just wasn't so able to enjoy my time either. Oh, yeah. um, sure? Rightfully uh, so, cause we got home and she had eaten my door, so. Oh dear, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh man. Trying that's, to dig herself out. <laughs> that's definitely not a good thing to walk into. <laughs> no. no <laughs> Yeah, but, bad, bad for furniture. Right. Yes, and that's another perk, I think, of using Hot Diggity Dog. You, when I am looking after your pets, you are having constant updates on how your pet mm -hmm. is doing throughout the day. Whether you do overnights, you go with the check-in options. Every time I'm there, you're going to get a text from me and hopefully a cute picture, too. So, <laughs> um, you know, you can, you know, enjoy your vacation. I always say peace of mind is my middle name. Uh, so you make sure your fur babies or what have you are well taken care of and you can enjoy your vacation without having to worry, you know, stress about, you know, is a pet eating my door or anything like that. Yes. Right. <laughs> or, you know, so just that you know that their well-being, you know, is, you know, my biggest concern and I want you to know they're always, you know, when my care, you know, you're always going to know how they're doing, all that kind of good stuff, constant updates. Perfect. And I think that's a good, like, big perk of my business. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So speaking of perks of your business, I know you're called Hot Diggity Dog City, yeah. but I also happen to know that you watch any type of animal, really. That's, that's correct, um, yes. So what have been some of, some of the unique animals that you've watched? Yeah, so there's quite a few that I've added to the list uh, the recent <laughs> ones, actually. So obviously cats are a big part of my clientele, uh, but I've also looked after des desert tortoises. Um, I believe I have three different ones of them. One's a big one named Mr. Tortoise. <laughs> uh, so that's that's really cool. I mean, um, you know, so it's a lot of feeding them. They eat lettuce, uh, just kind of making sure they're nice. You know, how you have their pool. They're you know. coming out of hibernation. Exactly. Right about now. And this was, um, I think, last July or August. So it was pretty hot. Oh. Right, perfect for the desert tortoise. They oh, yeah. love the heat. So um, horses, actually, um, not really pet city horses, but you know, feeding, tending to them. Um, I have a couple, or I have one client that actually lives kind of on a farm, so they have horses, goats, oh. um, rabbits, uh, so the goats are fun. I always try to, <laughs> um, you know, post some videos of the goats. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're quite a bunch of characters. Oh, if you, if, you, if any of you never, you know, kind of interacted with a goat, they're quite fun. They eat everything. And they, yes, they do. They eat everything. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see what I'm guinea pigs. I have a couple guinea pig clients. Um, let's see, um, bearded dragons. So a couple different reptiles. Uh, there's really no animal I will not watch. Uh, I was just in no size, you know, not going to discriminate against size or anything like that. Uh, the, I mean, the one thing I would be maybe a little like, I'm not a big snake fan. I love animals, but I'm not the biggest snake guy, especially we're, we're here in Arizona, <laughs> like right in like the snake pit almost. And it's, but that's like the, I mean, I would do it. I'd be like, do I have to like handle it? Like, but I would but, definitely. But they're pretty good. You, you feed snakes how. And, how and I've done that before. I mean, like I will feed them. I actually worked at Petco and a lot of the poor mice that you want oh, to get bought, you know, and it's like, oh my God, I know they're feeding. Them what, yeah. like, once a, they don't have to eat often. Right. So you could actually feed one and then uh -huh. go and Do they really need a pet sitter? I don't, you know what? That's a good question. I haven't, I haven't pet set a snake yet, that so be that might be why. Yeah. But that, you know, other than that, you know, I They're mean, I'm pretty good. much game for like any animal. Um, yeah, just snakes have always been like, kind of like, hey, I don't know. Yes, they are. I <laughs> was uh, speaking of self-sufficient, like a lot of my cat clients, it's funny, like, um, you know, dogs, you know, generally, I, where I do check-ins, usually three to four days. Cats, sometimes it's the clients like, you only have to come like once every three days. Oh. Because this cat's so self-sufficient. Just call, make sure the litter box's clean. You know, the water and food usually lasts them up to a week. So it's just more like of a maintenance routinely check because it's a very self-sufficient cat, this particular one. So just for example, so it's, it varies per animal, mm -hmm. you know, too. So cats usually are more independent. I actually have a couple cat clients I've never met before. Oh. Um, because you know when I come in, they they hide or whatnot. So um, yeah, Sue's yeah, if Sue's hearing this, um, Sue, one of my my clients, uh, yeah, her cats. You no, know, they if they hear me come in, they're like, I'm gonna go find my hiding spot, right. and they're good at they're very good at it. <laughs> if a cat does not want you to find them, you will not find them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's <very> true. <laughs> so it's like when you get back, make sure they're eating the food and everything. It's like you know they're fine. It's just you know, right. yeah. <laughs> cats are so funny I actually just for a friend I watched a cat that was the same way and the poor cat's name was Lucifer but oh. I never met him either never saw him just food bowl would be empty so I knew he was eating yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as they're eating and drinking yeah you might see time. like you know uh, you know present for you in the litter box or whatever you know mm -hmm. not gonna say hi to you but you can you know clean up after me it's okay yeah exactly. you know, I feel like cats almost were like cats had the kind of personality where they're like uh, you know, that human has to clean up after me, ha uh -huh. like, ha. Yeah. <laughs> some cats at least, you know, they're like silently judging you. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> I think dogs think of themselves as our pets and cats think of us as their pets. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. I don't either. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm more of a, a dog person, I guess, but really I like anything that's fuzzy. If it's fuzzy, I love it. Um, Right we do have uh, cats up at, at, in Mormon Lake, and you, you kind of have to to keep the mice population down. But sure. ours are all a little a little too friendly, so you you would see them. But right. they they are very um, uh, bossy. Cats they can are, be. Cats are pretty bossy. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, dogs are definitely more easygoing. I would say, yes. generally speaking. Yeah, they're more <laughs> of a people person. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. So I'm sure you have some good stories. What is your What is your best? 
your best pet story. It could be dog or story. cat, yeah, yeah, or tortoise, or you know the you first know, one. The, the first one that comes to mind, it, it, it wasn't really funny at the time. I feel like it's kind of funny now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just the intro there. Uh, so I was walking uh, this, uh, she's a um, American bully named Maya, a really sweet dog, but she's very, uh, she doesn't know her own strength for one thing. So she's the kind of dog, I'm, we were working with her, she's a lot better now, but we're just pull and she sees a dog, she'll lose her mind, things like that. Mm -hmm. So a walk with her is always very interesting to say the least. So we're walking just one day and um, I look down, she's kind of hobbling a little bit. And of course I'm like, oh no. I look down and I know you're all probably familiar with Choya's, but oh, yeah. she has a giant Choya about the oh, size okay. of my fist for you listening and you can see about it. It's you know, pretty about the size of your fist, just in, embedded right into her foot. And I'm just like, oh boy, what am I gonna do? Uh, of course thing, I feel bad for the dog. She's looking at me like help. Um, so, um, I'm, you know, in my pockets, I don't really have anything. So I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to take my shoe off and try to just kind of swat it out. Um, before I could even get my shoe off, for somehow the Choya jumps from her foot to my knee. Oh, <laughs> no. And I'm just like, ah, my first thought is I got it off of her, but I'm just like, just looking down at my knee with this giant Choya sticking out of it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I, if you've ever had a Choya jump on you, it, it feels really terrible. Yeah, not fun. No, no, not at all. You're looking at it and there's like really nowhere to get anywhere to get it off. Luckily, we were like in a neighborhood, a good Samaritan came out near, and they're like, they're about to leave in their driveway and they're like, are you all right? Like, and I'm just like, um, you know, like kind of just like point down at my knee and they're like, oh my goodness. So they, you know, luckily they came out, they had, um, I guess it was like a, they're like big tweezers or something. Hemostats were very Yeah, maybe it was that. Okay, I'm not sure. The whole thing, so it's kind of like, <laughs> almost like a blur because I was just like, but long story short, they didn't really get that out of my knee. Everything was fine. The dog was fine or anything. It's kind of funny to me now. Um, the, the main reason I want to bring it up too is this Arizona, you kind of got to brave the elements. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that was to me, you know, I'm very, very careful and that was, but you know, there are things out here we gotta be cognizant of, especially walking our pets. And I gotta tell you, you know, the Choya, you know, that was a, it was a, I'm glad I've opened them because it never happened almost because I'm more aware now. Yes. And it wasn't anything serious in hindsight. And you but, got a Choya out of her with your knee. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty That's cool. Talent. Yeah, right. <laughs> I could have done it if I tried, but like uh, on purpose. But um, so um, that was definitely an interesting day, but um, yeah, um, that, you know, and it's just, um, we're getting to the, you know, point of see, it just brings up, you know, healthy kind of safe stuff or when I get into walking here, that's a big part of my job too at Hot Diggity Dog is walking dogs. Um, it's getting hot. So, you know, I usually wake up about the crack of dawn, you know, get all the dogs walk through, it gets too hot or after the sun goes down. So I always make sure, you know, you know, cause you'll see things, you know, the baby can be very hot on dog's feet. So we try to avoid that whenever possible. Uh, make sure, you know, we're following every safety measure possible and make sure we're not going to, you know, take your dog out, you know, when it's, you know, triple digits, obviously, or anything like that, you know, it's no problem. You'd be surprised how many times I've heard, like, could you want my dog right now? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's for your pet's safety and health, you know, if you'd like me to walk him with the sun goes down, that's great, but, you know, we're going to have to wait. Yeah. Usually people understand, but, yeah. you know, sometimes it's, you know, you know, it's just something, you know, 
don't want to risk, you Absolutely. know, just putting them out there and that, because it's not comfortable enough for us. So right. sometimes, and us living in Arizona, we know about all these summer, you know, these Arizona summers. So yes. Oh yeah, I've told people <laughs> before, you know, if you if you put your hands on the pavement uh -huh. and it hurts, it's gonna just hurt your, dog for your dog's too. feet. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's that's and dogs can't sweat to cool. pull off. Um, yeah. yes. All they can do is pant, and so they will dehydrate very quickly. Exactly. So, yeah, so uh, we got that coming up here this uh, summer. So that was my first year doing it full time. It makes for a little bit longer days, but <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, because I'm usually up very early and go to bed very late. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, whatever I have to do. Yeah, absolutely. and that's another perk too. I if I'm not on overnight, which I usually do, I always say, well, yeah, I do this a few times, but I am available for service 24/7. Somebody, you know, for emergency, you know, I'm always by my phone. Do you need to leave out at one in the morning? Just need the dog checked in on, what let out, whatever. I'm willing to do that. That's fantastic. So, yeah. So with all of your services and everything that our audience has now learned about you, how can they reach you to? watch their pet. So yeah, absolutely. The best way to reach me um, would be my phone number and I can provide that also for all you uh, Facebookers out there. I do have a Hot Dignity Dog Facebook page. So um, I definitely urge you to check that out, see some of my clientele, uh, some cute stuff. And uh, my phone number's on there and I'll uh, give this out to you guys here. It's 480-388-2421. And that is 480-388. 2421 and um, that is definitely the best way to reach me either via call or text um, usually I'll just be able if you don't get a hold of me um, probably with a with a client so and I'll call you right <laughs> back but uh, but yeah I'm always available again 24 7 so um, yeah please give me a call I'd love to meet you and your fur babies and uh, help you out any way I can fantastic well, thank you uh, thank you ladies I appreciate you having me on of course I enjoyed it that will wrap up this episode of Fountain Cast. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing about your business. We love hearing um, all the stories. I was kind of hoping you'd bring one of your clients yeah. with you today, but it, it's okay. It's okay. We understand. <laughs> <laughs>